traveling the world searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Welcome to the International Equine Network equestrians from all over the world, everywhere. We don't care where yet. We like equestrians here. I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. I hope you got to meet with your family and and do all the good things that you do at Thanksgiving. Start off the holiday season. You know, everybody should be in a good mood and getting all excited about um, the new year coming up soon in another 30 days. And I tell you, you need to Google equestrian center centers, equine facilities, horse shows in your area because this time of year the horse people really go out of the way to um, really enjoy the season they decorate the the barns and the farms and the horses and and a lot of uh, the lights you know you can go and see uh, that they put up all over all over the country and it's a good google so you know just google equestrian events in your area and, and go out and enjoy the enjoy the holidays um our calling number is ien Equine TV at gmail.com, our email number, I mean. And then our website is IENTV.org. And then the call in number is 323 744 4831. That's our call in number. Um, we're going to get started here. Uh, we're going to start out here on uh, the website. Uh, today we have Racing Across America from various tracks that are available to us uh it, it's really a, a good program uh they they do a very good um um race reporting live racing uh they tell you everything you need to know that's uh america's day at the races then uh, we got a new a new thing out here that um that we've been working with and and i've done a partnership with long long jeans global champions tour um, it's a Grand Prix uh, event. Uh, we have highlights of the Long Jeans Global Champions Tour Super Grand Prix that was uh, uh, held a couple weeks ago. Uh, it's really good, and a lot of good things on there, and it's beautiful riding. Uh, it's just amazing, some of these horses that they have. And then I, I got a, a deal from the National, the Qatar National Arabian Horse Show. Um, they, they're joining up with us and they put their show on. And I tell you, it's one of the most unusual horse shows that you'll ever see. I tell you, it's, it's completely different. It surprised me when I watched it yesterday. Um, it, it was just unbelievable. Um, it's a whole different way of showing horses. And I, I think you'll like it, you know, just from the standpoint of, seen something different that you probably never have seen before um so that's the um uh, on, on our website then we have ontario racing unfiltered episode three it's really good it's about the standard bread industry and uh you know that, that tells you a whole bunch of what they're doing and how they're doing it and it's a very good behind the scenes uh thing to to watch there um then we got coming up um uh, the Mid-Atlantic December Mixed Sale and Horses of Racing Age, uh, that's December the 5th. It's um, the Fasic Tipton. Uh, you can go there and click on to Fasic Tipton and watch the sales uh, live. That's uh, December 5th. Um, then, we, you know, I, this was really a, a thing that I had to decide about whether to put on the website or not. It says horse racing watchdogs works. If you got the people out there watching the industry and making sure everybody goes to the, you know, by the rules and regulations, you know, it's a whole different ball game. And the horse business is actually getting bigger, better, and safer because we have programming like this. Uh, this was from 60 Minutes that they ran a couple of weeks ago. Very, very good, um, little 15 minute, uh, segment there that, uh, really puts a lot of light on, onto the business. And we'll be going, um, with HISA and, and some other programming down, uh, in the future about how we've cleaned the business up, 
how the horse's safety has become number one. And, you know, it's a good sport. It's a very good sport to be in. And then uh, we got down to our Triple Crown Traditions. Uh, we got a new four top recipes of the Kentucky Derby on there now. Uh, we got the Preakness. Uh, we have a, it's a, a salad that, uh, it's a Preakness salad that, that really is, uh, looks good. I haven't tried it yet. And we're going to take a look at that, uh, on our, on that segment and from Pimlico. And then we have how to make a Belmont Jewel. It's a competitor with the, um, uh, the Kentucky Derby Mint Julep. Uh, it's a tradition at uh, Belmont Park, and, and they make a real good good drink. And so, if you're having a you know a Belmont party at your house, uh, make sure nobody's driving after they drink these, and it, it'll be uh, uh, a real good event for you. And then the, the one thing that I well, I tell you, there's so many recipes for this. And I tell you, I've had probably five or six versions of Kentucky Burgoo. And I tell you what, this, this recipe we have on there now is really, is really good. Um, there's no, uh, two ways to make Kentucky Burgoo. Everybody's got their own, um, you know, recipe. And this one happens to be one of the better ones that I've had. You know, I really like that. And then, uh, of course, anytime you go to Kentucky, you need to get a hot, uh, Kentucky hot brown bake. Uh, those are really good. Uh, you can have, the way I eat them is like sliders. And they're, they're really good, but it's all horse tradition. It's all about, you know, the different traditions at, uh, uh, Kentucky Derby, uh, Preakness and the Belmont. And, um, also, uh, we're going to do a Breeders' Cup, um, uh, deal that uh, you won't be able to resist. You'll probably make it before the Breeders' Cup gets here next November. You know, then we have uh, equine quest for equine gold. Uh, we've got a lot of jumping. We got the Olympics coming up here next year, and a quest for equine gold is going to be f- uh, following all the Olympic qualifiers uh, that'll get you to the Olympics. And it's really uh, exciting to watch because they're coming from all over the world. And, you know, when you qualify to get into the Olympics, you know, then you're big time in the game. And there's a lot of good horses out there that, that are, that are show, showing a lot of good horses. But I tell you what, when you see these Olympic qualifiers, then you're seeing the best of the best. And it's really good. Then we have, um, uh, the USPA, uh, national 20 goal, um, uh, polo match. Um, it's really exciting and good. We're, we're trying to get more up to date and get into, um, a regular, you know, programming with the, uh, polo organizations. Uh, they, they play polo every week. Uh, you see a lot of uh, prelim matches uh, during the week and then, you know, the final match on Sunday. So we're getting that straightened out, and there's so many of them across the country um, that that um, you know we're we're working with. And there's probably a polo match in your area if you just Google um, USPA uh, polo, uh, they'll tell you where you know where they're playing at. And then uh, you know I I really like uh, this next segment. It's how they get there, the 2024 Kentucky Derby. Um, we've got a good, a good thing, um, to look at and reach at, uh, about the 2024 Kentucky Derby favorites coming up and all the prep races that are coming up. We got one coming up on Saturday, the 25th. It's a Kentucky jockey club stakes. And we'll talk about that more here in a little bit from Churchill. And then we have, um, the, one of the jockeys we've highlighted is the Lafitte Pinkai. Uh, all about winning. It's a real good segment on, you know, what jockeys go through, the ups and downs, the training, uh, everything. It's really good. And Lafitte Pinkai is one of the best jockeys you'll ever see and, and very, very knowledgeable and uh, 100% the real deal. Uh, that's Lafitte Pinkai. That, that's a good selection there. And then, you know, for the most part of it, um, we, we have a, Little segment on um, 
owning uh, a thoroughbred and what the owners go through uh, down there. It's called decision to run in the Kentucky Derby, how the, how the owners have to decide. And then really uh, the Iroquois was the one that started the, tra- the, the journey to the Kentucky Derby, and that was back in September. Uh, but I, d- I really don't um, uh, talk about that too much, but it, it's the, the first point system. Uh, race that they have and you got to have points and you know get to the derby and that's the first one that starts them off but the really big telltale uh, race is the breeders cup juvenile that was back here uh, at the beginning of the month uh, for uh, the two-year-olds uh, fillies and two-year-old colts uh, that was really a really a good segment there to see how, how they go and that kind of starts putting them all in line to who's going to be you know, the, the favorite, and we'll talk about that here in a few minutes, too. And then the, uh, the one thing that I like is um, preparing for race day. Um, that, that tells you about what you have to do on race day and what, where you have to go and, you know, just, you know, the, the, the tension that you see, uh, what's all part of race day, you know, that, that type of thing. And unfortunately, in the, uh, in the thoroughbred business, you put months and months and months into, you know, the training and the schooling and hoping you get your horse, you know, right and ready for the derby and all. But when we, when you get to, uh, you know, uh, preparing for race day, there's nothing you can do about it. Either you are or you aren't. <laughs> and that's the, that's the tough part about it. You know, a lot of people think they're ready for the derby, but when they get down to that final few days before the derby, they realize deep down, and, and they usually don't indicate, you know, that they're not ready for it. But, you know, they just, you, you know, a horseman knows by all the things that are going on in there. So so the website's got a lot of things, you know, in there, um, you know, that uh, uh, we like to show you. And, and we talk about, uh, you know, uh, the uh, Triple Crown and, and American tradition. Uh, we talk a little bit about the run for the roses. um uh, Maryland, my Maryland, in uh, you know New York, New York for each one of the Triple Crown races, and uh, you know that's kind of what's really started it all off. Is you've got tradition that you observe when you go to those tracks, and you know each one of the tracks are different. There's different uh, you know songs, different traditions, but it's all something that you can be a part of uh, in your uh, racing endeavors. Uh, you don't have to own a horse. You don't have to be at that track. You know, you can just ha- have a good, you know, um, a good party at your house. Invite your friends over. Get the big screen TV and, you know, make a good, you know, good day of it. Uh, and uh, all the races are on Saturdays. Uh, the first Saturday in May, the third Saturday uh, in uh, uh, May at the Preakness and then usually the first Saturday in June for the Belmont Stakes. And speaking of the Belmont Stakes, um, they're reconditioning and rebuilding the track and the facilities at Elmont, New York. And therefore, uh, the racing uh, uh, will not be uh, uh, live. Uh, they're working on it. Uh, the Belmont for 24 and 25 will be um, coming from Saratoga, New York. And that's going to be a real good summertime meet. Um, you're going to see a lot of good races, a lot of good horses. Uh, it's going to be really a good good summertime meet. And it still will be the first Saturday um, in, uh, in June uh, for the Belmont. Um, that, that'll be something that'll stay the same. But it'll be just that uh, Saratoga opens up a few weeks earlier you know, for it. So, uh, that's, that's kind of like where we're going with the website. So if you see the website, either, either call me or, or, um, uh, text me, you know, or email me, tell me how good or how bad it is and what needs to be done to it. You know, uh, that's, that's what I'd like to see, uh, you know, happen. And I take all calls. I take all calls. So that, that's what I like about um, being in the horse business. Uh, Breeders' Cup TV ratings behind leading football games. Uh, it was really uh, uh, a great, you know, it was a good thing. Um, 
the Nielsen rating was uh, 51 for the Nielsen rating, reflecting approximately 834,000 uh, television viewers, according to the statistics published by Sports Media Watch. The rating ranked the Breeders' Cup uh, among the top 25 sports programs televised that Saturday, uh, but far behind the most watched, which was football. Um, the no- November 3rd um, for Future Stars Friday registered an 11.11 rating on the USA Television ratings for Friday sports and are typically lower than the weekends, you know, because everybody's getting ready for the weekend. So, you know, it's just kind of like I'll watch whatever comes on. So, uh, you know, it it wasn't bad considering uh, some of the football games that uh, we've had on. Some of the teams are just, you know, they're going great guns. Like this weekend, there's Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, we've got a lot of good racing from Churchill Downs and Delmar that, that are uh, coming out, you know, to uh, uh, race on the weekend. So it's going to be interesting to see how they carry on with it. Um, you know, let's uh, you start getting competitive when it comes to live live sports. And I, I don't know about you guys, but, man, I'm constantly flipping through that channel. Uh, you know, uh, catching with the score here or, you know, there, whether it's baseball or football, girls basketball, guys basketball, uh, you know, I'm always uh, keeping up with it and everything, and I'm sure everybody else is too. Um, the Breeders' Cup, uh, it's the most pre- prestigious international event uh, ever. It's going to be at Del Mar uh, on November 8th. Uh, so, Literally, California's had the Breeders' Cup back-to-back. And Del Mar's a, a fantastic track to go to, uh, just like Santa Anita is. Everybody lo- loves, you know, uh, uh, you know the tracks out, out west. Um, the Breeders' Cup at Del Mar is going to consist of 14 grade one races with purses and awards totaling $31 million. It's going to be the 42nd uh, annual champ- championship scheduled to be held on October 31st and Saturday, November 1st, 2025. Um, so that's going to be a, a real exciting time to go to the Breeders' Cup. Uh, you know, out there, um, it's just going to be unbelievable, unbelievable. But they're still in the works and they're still getting it, uh, getting it going. Uh, now, you know, this time of year, everybody's starting to figure out what's going on and, you know, who's doing what. And we're just going to run down a few of these uh, to uh, the, the tracks and the race meeting that's uh, coming on uh, November 2nd through December 31st. Uh, and there'll be live racing at Aqueduct, uh, October 29th through the 26th at Churchill. So they'll be uh, ending here in, in a couple of days at Churchill. Uh, Del Mar is um, November 10th through uh, December 3rd. Uh, the fairgrounds 17th of uh, uh, November through March 24th. Um, so, you know, they, they got a good long meet there. Uh, November, uh, September 1st through November 26th is Gulfstream. And then they switch over to their winter meet. Um, Charlestown is January 4th to December 16th. Um, so that's a good one, you know, to go to. And, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. You know, we got Canterbury Downs, Farner Park, uh, which is the February 17th to May 4th. Um, so that, that's really good. Uh, Gulfstream Park is December 1st, uh, 2023 to uh, March 31st. And then they switch over to their spring meeting is what they do. So, you know, we, we've got them all there if you want to. Call us or email us, and we'll tell you, you know, who's racing when and where, and you know what's going on, and, and uh, it's a, it's exciting, uh, you know, this time of year because it gives you something to do, you know, especially after the holidays are over. It's really good. Um, this year, uh, our stakes calendar, um, there's 575 stake races that are coming up. And I'm telling you, it is a who's who and where's where of, you know, horse racing. Uh, some of the uh, meets that we have here uh, have just gotten better and better. More money's being added, more races, and more stake races are coming up. 
and um, you know it's it's exciting to see you know all these things going on. And the one thing that uh, really got me interested in uh, the racing aspect of what we're doing here on these races, um, there's a lot of two-year-old races coming up. And I'll explain to you a little bit about how uh, racing operates, the racetracks operate. Each one of the uh, racetracks uh, has a um, has a, a program set up to attract and draw uh, horsemen, you know, to their track. And usually it's by money or by grade. If it's a grade one, grade two, grade three, you know, that type of thing. And that's what they're trying to do. And, and the recent secretary, he's the guy that sets all these things up. And so you start thinking about, you know, how can I get somebody to our racetrack for Saturday afternoon or racing, you know, for big racing. And so what they do is they started a, a programming, uh, which was um, you have to earn points to get to the Kentucky Derby. So that was one of the big things that they started a few years ago. Used to be on how much money your horse has earned. Well, now they have points that you have to get. And the reason they started the, you know, the road to the Kentucky Derby on a point system was to help establish a good racing base at each one of the tracks. Now, each one of the tracks that, um, that, that, uh, are, you know, participating in the points program has set up a program to where you come in and they have two or two or three prep races at that track that give away derby points to get to the derby and it's usually like two smaller races um you know and then a big race like the arkansas derby or the kentucky or the uh, florida derby or you know uh you know, out west is Santa Anita Derby, that, you know, that type of thing. And so each one of the tracks, uh, unveils their, this time of year, they start unveiling their, uh, uh, you know, their race schedule. And so, uh, for example, um, Sam Houston Park, uh, racetrack, um, they've got a total of 22 stake races with purses of $2.5 million that will be awarded. So that's going to get some people in there, you know, that's really getting them, getting them in there. And, um, you know, it's just endless of what, what all they have that, that's available now. Uh, for example, like this weekend coming up, um, you know, on the 24th, 5th, uh, we got a lot of good races this weekend, uh, some derby prep races that, that are coming up and a lot of money being offered to them. And so just kind of go through a couple of these. Um, this, they got the, uh, uh, Comley stake race. Uh, it's a grade three at Aqueduct. It's $200,000 for three year old fillies on the dirt. Um, they have the Ed Brown, uh, um, uh, race. It's, uh, coming to you from Churchill Downs. Five, uh, $225,000 for two year olds, six furlongs on the dirt. And then we have the Fern Creek, uh, in November 25th, uh, $225,000, uh, for, uh, going, uh, six furlongs on the dirt or six and a half furlongs. Sorry about that. So quite a few of these are coming up and one of them in particularly and, and to show you how they're doing this, uh, for the derby so you can get derby points and points for the Kentucky Oaks is at Churchill on the 25th. We have the Goldenrod Stakes. Uh, it's a $400,000 race. It's a graded race, uh, for two-year-old fillies going, uh, eight and a half furlongs on the dirt. Then we have the Kentucky Jockey Club Stakes. It's a grade two also, uh, November 25th. It's $400,000, uh, for two-year-olds going eight and a half furlongs on the dirt. So, uh, you know, this is all part of, you know, the quest you know, or the journey to the Kentucky Derby, which is what everybody's coming at. And then, you know, the thing of it is, is they have a lot of races that come up um, prior to, uh, you know, this Saturday, the 25th, and that they're trying to get people to get involved in. 
and and like I said before, the, the racing secretary sets all these up. How do I get the owners, you know, uh, and the trainers in here? Is what what they're trying to do. And so I'll, I'll give you a good example. On the 25th at, at Churchill, um, you know, like I said, we got the, the Golden Rod Stakes for the Phillies, and we got the Kentucky Jockey Club, you know, for the uh, uh, for the two-year-old uh, Colts, getting them on that road to the Kentucky Derby. And so, you know, it, it, it proves how good your horse is. Uh, it proves that, uh, you know, you might have a legitimate horse going into into the race. Um, you know, but, you know, you got to think, you know, if he does good and he bombs out, you know, what happens? You know, you, you, you get in kind of trouble, you know, with that. So, but you're pointing this to the race. And the reason you do that is, is because you want the horse to get like a, a good race over Churchill Downs. And so what a lot of the trainers do is they start pointing for that race. And if the horse starts to prove anything that he's good, that he that he could uh, you know he could come in and he could win um, you know uh, that race and, and he's at least he's got a a race over the track at Churchill Downs you know and so you know what it's going to be in a stakes competition so it's the best of the best at that time and point uh, in their training career that that you go you know for a race like this and then make a good evaluation now quite a few of these horses that are in this race on Saturday you know, are not going to make it to the Derby. Um, it's an, it's an eight horse field. Um, you have the best, uh, uh, trainers in the world there. You got, uh, Brad Cox, you got Kenny McPete, you got Todd Pletcher, Dale Roman, Steve Ashmeason. Uh, you know, you got the best of the best there. And, uh, what I like about this is, um, it's a mile and a 16th, um, uh, on, over the track. So you got the two turns. And it's going to tell you a little bit, you know, about what kind of horse you have, because uh, you're in graded competition, and you know it's not going to be a piece of cake or a cakewalk, as they say, you know. So that that's going to tell all the owners and trainers and the jockeys what kind of horse they got. And I guarantee you, when they when the jockeys get off that horse, they're going to come back and they're going to tell the trainer, they're going to say, Mister Trainer, you know, <laughs> we do have a, a horse here. You know, only time will tell. We'll see how he comes out of the race and then kind of go from there. So that's uh, the Kentucky Jockey Clubs. And, and we have the same thing for the Kentucky Oaks. We've got a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, fillies that, that are, you know, pretty, coming pretty good, uh, along the way. And, and, you know, I just really like the way everything is set up, you know, for these horses. Um, it's really a good, a good race. Um, so now, um, we have, uh, an undercard, what they call an undercard race. And for the, this is for the Colts. And you're still accomplishing the same thing by getting a horse over the track. He's in great uh, competition, stakes competition. And, uh, we've got, um, a race on a card at, uh, Churchill. It's called the Fern Creek Stakes. It's a $225,000 added six and a half furlongs uh for two year old colts. Yeah, I mean for Phillies. And and that's taking them towards the um you know, for the Kentucky Oaks. So this is a little prep race, you know, that they have for you know, for them. Um it's kind of interesting. Uh you you know, you could go ahead and, and you could run uh, you know, in bigger races, but at least you're getting competition over the track at Churchill. And, and even though it's early in their careers, it's something that's really, uh, you know, pretty good that you can do, you know, with these, with these, uh, uh, races. Um, we have, uh, the Ed Brown stakes race. Uh, it's $225,000 added race for, uh, six and a half for lunch, uh, for, uh, two year old, uh, Colts and Gildings. And it's, it's a good race. You know, it's stakes competition. It's a smaller field than, uh, you know, than the jockey club. Uh, you're looking at a nine horse field, but, uh, you know, you're looking at Asmussen and you're looking at Lucas and uh, Asmussen again and Garcia. They've got good horses that they're putting in there. And so it may not be as prestigious as the jockey club, 
But what it is, is it's a test to where you can decide whether to put your horse up another level. You know, it really gives you a true indication of what they are and how they are. You know, and so now, you know, you're starting to look at all these horses, possibly for the Derby. You know, uh, it'd be nice to come in and win the jockey club. But, you know, you, you got to really take a step back and evaluate your horse and see how it comes out of the race. And so uh, that, that's what I'm, you know, I'm looking at. Um, I, I'd like to get something out of out of the race, uh, you know, for my horse to say, well, you know, I saw the jockey club and, you know, it was a pretty decent race. But now after seeing what I did in an undercard race, you know, maybe maybe I'll take a shot at the big boys, you know, next time out. So then you start, you know, really thinking about, you know, where do you go and how do you get those derby points and everything. And it's kind of tough. And the way you get those, you know, you build yourself up to these races. Uh, they've got a race that uh, on the undercard, and you know, at Churchill, it's $120,000. It's half of what, you know, the big guns are running for. But it's for two-year-olds. It's going seven furlongs, you know, on the dirt. And we got, and this is where they really come out of the woodworks for races like this. It's like I said, it's a maiden special weight. You got 16 horses, 16 horses running in this race. And what they're doing is they're taking this maiden special weight and they're trying to evaluate their horses on where do we go from here? You know, where do we fit in, in with all these horses that are prepping for the Derby? You know, this is a true, honest, um, you know, race. It's seven furlongs. Um, all the other races we were talking about, the, um, you know, the, uh, uh, jockey club and, and, uh, you know, some of the other races are going a mile and a 16th. And that's what you like to find out, you know, and that tells you whether your horse can get two turns in a distance or whether they can't. But in the seven furlong race, I tell you, I've seen a lot of horses come out of here. Um, you know, you have, uh, Duvall, you got, uh, uh, Asmussen, uh, you got Walsh, Brandon Walsh in here. Uh, you got Lucas again, uh, Donnie Van, or Van Hommel you have in there. You got, um, uh, uh, Brian Lynch, uh, Kenny McPeak again. And here you got Billy Mott in here. You got the best trainers. So that tells you, you know, that you're going in there and they think enough of this horse, you know, to stick him in a race like this. And then, you know, if they make a score in this race or your horse runs good, you know, that uh, you can start looking, you know, better races and graded races, you know, down the road, you know, here in the future. And and that's, um, uh, you know, what we're, we're looking at here. Um, just, just give you a good example. The Goldenrod Stakes, which is for the Phillies, that's a four hundred thousand. It's a mile and a sixteenth. And these horses have usually run three or four times before they get to this point. Um, the Phillies have. Uh, again, this is probably one of the best races that I've seen line up. Uh, you have Vicky Oliver. You had Brandon Walsh. Uh, you got um, Mike Statham. Uh, Brian Cox has got. Uh, um, Two in here and Kenny McPeak, and it's four hundred thousand dollars. It's agreed to. Um, I tell you, it's going to be exciting to see this, these horses go. It's a mile and a sixteenth, so it's really going to test them uh, for you know to get them ready for the Kentucky Oaks, you know, and some other races that are coming down the road. But this now, this is just a Churchill. This is just a Churchill. You know, you got all these races here that that are being. Uh, you know, con- uh, contested and, and to evaluate your horses. And and so that's what I like about this time of year. Um, you can see a lot of these horses run. Uh, some of them, uh, you know, they've got a, a Churchill $127,000 um, uh, claiming optional race um, and, and on the card that day, which is going to be a good race. You're going to see some good horses, you know, here. Um it's at a mile. Uh, it, it's at a mile. And I'm telling you, it's going to be interesting to see because it's not a distance. It's not a sprint, but you know, it's kind of really evaluate how, how they're going to do. And, and I tell you, it's a game. It's, it's a mind game for, for the owners and trainers. 
you know uh, that they're doing here. We have uh, another uh, uh, race that they have um, for the Colts. Um, it, it's the same thing. You know, I just really like the way the way they do it. They, they kind of spread it out all over the card. And this is the thing that I really like about it, is when they do this, when they get out and they do this, it gets me all, all wound up because what I like to see is all these races run on the same day that you get out here, uh, like these qualifiers or whatever you want to call them. Uh, you know, they start doing that. And so now everybody is on the same page as far as going to the Derby is concerned. They're on the same page, um, you know, so you don't have to worry about, you know, well, he ran three weeks, uh, you know, ago, and I ran five weeks ago. Uh, you know, you don't have to worry about that because you're you're all in the same schedule, but, you know, just different races and different tracks. And that's what they're doing. And they do, they're do they doing the same thing out in California. Um, you know, that, that's the thing that uh, a lot of people don't understand. you got horses coming from all over the country. You know, and uh, I tell you, it, it is tough. It is a tough road to go because you got to figure weather. you got to figure transportation. you got to figure the, the field of the horses, how many are there. Uh, there's just so many things that you have to worry about when you're out here, um, you know, training these horses. Uh, you know, how many has Baffert got out, you know, in California that, that are good? You know, because he, Bob always comes up with some good horses. Um, you know, he's he's a good trainer. He's just uh, has his uh, different quirks. Um, Bob's a good trainer. And, you know, I wouldn't sell him short, uh, you know, I tell you, if you got Bob Baffert training for you, you know one thing, you're going to be doing the best thing in the world to get get you there to the winter circle. That's for sure. You know, with him, and, and so you know, I just I just don't understand, you know, why some of the owners get so excited about, you know, getting to where they need to go. You know, they're pushing the uh, trainer to to you know get there. Uh, they're trying to. You know, it's just a tough road to go for the, for the trainers and everything. So, uh, but long and short, what I'm saying is the road to the Derby is really is really tough. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a good example. Out at, out at um, uh, California, uh, Bob Baffert, he's got, he's got a tremendous horse, and this horse is really good, uh, better than most horses. And this horse, uh, he ran in the Bob Hope. It's a, uh, it's a good race out there. Uh, it's for two, it's for two year olds and it's a grade three. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this, a lot of good horses come out of here. It was a hundred thousand dollar race and Bob Baffert had, uh, he ended up with having, uh, three horses in it, one of them scratched. Uh, so Nairos who was uh, Bob's horse, and he won the race, and he, and he won it pretty easy. Uh, you know, he, he was going along pretty good. He won it by uh, eight and three quarters in length. But, again, you know, we're talking about the, the, some of these races that are, that are uh, coming up. And, you know, like Saturday at Churchill, you got all these two-year-old prep races, races that you can use as a prep race for the Derby. And then, of course, you got the jockey club where you get points. That's the most important thing. But with the West Coast horses, like, like I said, Bob Baffert, this is a stakes race. It's a, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice race. It's a good prep race for, you know, races coming up, you know, that are Derby prep races. Uh, you get out and test your horses, but can you imagine when you have a, uh, you know, a five horse field and you have three horses in it, um, one of them scratches out. So it's a four horse field now and you got two horses, you got half of the field in there. And what, what I like about it is, you know, your both your horses and the other two horses, you know, I mean, you've got an idea of, you know, who they are, but, um, you know, it's like a public workout that you get paid for. You know, it's like working a horse in the morning uh, with a stable mate. 
and man, that's the sweetest deal in the world because you get out there and you don't have to worry about any bumping and, you know, any horses, uh, you know, cutting you off or anything. You got a four horse field. You couldn't ask for anything better than that. And so you see this a lot at the racetracks. You see it an awful lot. And what I, I think has happened now is the owners and the trainers have to kind of, you know, uh, gather up, start to have more meetings, you know, with, uh, there's not a, a real defined way to get to the Derby. Uh, you know, this is a scenario. We'd like to do this, this, and this. It's going to involve going to Florida, uh, Arkansas, New York, and then Kentucky. So that's a lot to plan out. You got to take in consideration transportation. You got to take into consideration weather. Uh, you got to take into consideration how many big horses are going to be there. Some of these big uh, derby prep races that are coming up, they can come up with a loaded field of 15 or 16 horses, you know, and it could be some of the top horses in the country, you know, that are there. Uh, so that's what you got to look at, you know, and, and I, I was just thinking this year it's going to be even worse. It's going to be even worse than coming to the Derby this year. And, I, and I'll tell you why. The money is good. The horses are good, and there's more horses that are that are at a better uh, stage of their training than they normally are. Usually, this time of year, you know, the horses are green, and they're still trying to, you know, uh, find out what kind of horse you got, and you know, the whole nine yards. But this year, man, they're they're loaded. Every racetrack is loaded, you know. And, and like I said, on the East Coast. Some of these races, and even these minor races uh, on the undercard, you know, they're getting 15, 16 horses, you know, involved in it. You know, the, the stake races are getting, you know, 10 and 12. And, and that that's that's kind of a, um, how, do, how do I say it? It's kind of a, a blessing in disguise when you get a full field because you got to run 20 horses in the derby. And when you get those 20 horses at the derby, um, you know, you, you, you said, well, you know, Hey, we ran against 12 horses, you know, and it came out good, you know, so you got your experience, but yet again, you know, did you have to beat him up to get him there? And that's what you got to look now, look at now. And so I, I, I don't know, you know, which way you want to go. And that's between the trainers, the jockeys and, and the, uh, and the owner and that you go through. You know, you sit down with the trainer and, and the jockey, and you ask the jockey, well, how'd he handle getting bumped? How'd he handle getting all that dirt in his face? Uh, you know, can he get a mile and a quarter? Uh, there's so many things on how to get there, and it's just, it's just crazy. You know, it just really, you know, you just don't know. And now we're starting to get a defined area of where who's going, you know, who's going where. That, that's the big thing, you know, and, and also. I tell you, I tell you, it's going to be interesting this year. And you can't, this is what I like. So many of the experts, they come out and they've got, uh, the first thing that comes out is um, the uh, the wagering. Uh, they come out, uh, you know, the complete pool. This is the second pool, uh, the, the complete pool field. Uh, the morning line odds, if they were to go to the gate right now. You got Awesome Road, uh, which is at 80 to 1. Uh, you got uh, Booth, which is 50 to 1. Um, you got the horse that uh, came in and, and won the uh, Breeders' Cup Juvenile. He's at 15 to 1. You know, and so you start looking down through here at the different horses, and they've already got odds on them. You know, they already got odds on them. And that's what's interesting is they, they haven't really run that many races yet to say, hey, this horse is a 15 to one shot or a 20 to one shot. You know, that, that's what uh, what's uh, interesting to see how this thing goes. So we'll know here every week we'll have an update and we'll see who's doing what and what big, you know, races are there. Uh, we'll have next week we'll have uh, going depth to the um, – a jockey club at Churchill. Uh, that's a derby prep race. That's the only one going on this week. 
So we'll, we'll see that and see how good that those horses come out of there. And, you know, who was there and who wasn't. So we'll take a look at that. And then, um, you know, just kind of go from there. Then, we, then it's time after we get all that done, it's time the, the sales are starting to pick up for 2024. Uh, the sales were good this year all around. Uh, the mixed sales, horses and racing age, uh, the two-year-old sales, uh, they, they were all fantastic this year. Um, there's a lot of owners that, that came out of it pretty good. And we, we start uh, January 23rd and 24th. We have the, uh, the uh, mixed sales uh, from Ocala from the OBS. Uh, that starts at 9 a.m. on Monday. Uh, so that'll, that'll be uh, a good sale. Uh, those mixed sales are really good. You've got horses of racing age, and, and um, you can go ahead and usually get a good bargain in there. And uh, then we have the March uh, uh, sale of two-year-olds in training. Uh, that's March 12th and 14th at OBS. Um, that's always interesting to see, you know, who's ready to go. And, you know, some of those guys, if they got a good horse that runs in the OBS two-year-old training. Next thing you know, they're starting to look, you know, at uh, the two-year-old races uh, coming up for the road to the Kentucky Derby. So, but um, it's going to be a good sale. March uh, is a good sale, April, uh, June, uh, and then October. Uh, you know, there it'll be, uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, then, of course, we have the international sales that are coming up. Uh, th- those are always good. Uh, not many of those horses, uh, you know, come to uh, to uh, the states, you know, to run. Um, then we have the, uh, this is going to be an interesting sale. Uh, the Texas breeding has gotten a lot better over the last few years, and then uh in 2024, we got the Texas two-year-old in training sale. It's uh, set for April the third, and I tell you what, there's going to be some nice, uh, nice horses there. There's going to be some real nice horses uh, there that we have. Uh, so that that's going to be interesting to see what they do, you know, with with that sale. And then, you know, there's just so much that we do here, and so many areas to go in and. And not one person can cover it all, you know, when when you're working with these horses, and because it's a 24-hour a day, seven-day-a-week, you know, job. But uh, one of the things that um, that I, I really want to go over with, you know, just briefly here, people don't understand how much one horse supports our community. It's it's kind of like you know, a factory that supports a lot of people. Now, these are the people that actually work for the horse. You know, we're not talking about trainer. We're not talking about, you know, uh, owner at all. This horse is, is, when you get a racehorse, this horse is responsible for the following people. All the money this horse makes and earns comes out of the, the the winnings of this horse. Now think about this for a little bit. Okay, the horse has an owner. He's got a breeder. He's got a bloodstock agent, veterinarian, equine uh, uh, chiropractor, bookkeeper, farmer, uh, bloodstock agent, barn help, breeder, racetrack employees, racetrack, racing officials, jockey agent, valet, Jockey, assistant trainer, tack and equipment dealer, grooms, exercise rider, hot walker, equine dentist, blacksmith, horse hauling and transportation, feed company, you know, and, and of course, the groom. That's a, that's a lot of people, you know, that horse employs that he's responsible for. So when you look out and see that horse running on Saturday, you know, at the track, you say, good Lord. Oh, yeah, oh, guy's got 25 people he support, you know, and, and that makes it tough. It makes it tough, you know, when you're in the business. But um, the one thing I do like about the business now is it's getting better. And the reason it's getting better is because they've got a lot of rules and regulations that have to be implemented and have to be, you know, followed, you know, that, that type of thing. And uh, the, the best thing that I've seen come down the pike in a long time is this thoroughbred owner. It's called the view. 
uh, the Jockey Club and the Thoroughbred Owners and Breeders Association um, have come up with a, a website and a, uh, um, oh, I don't know how you would say it, uh, it's kind of like a, a go-to, you know, ask anything and we'll help you find it or we'll tell you about it, you know, what it is. And, and I tell you, I started going through their website and looking at it, and I said, you know, how how does this all come about? Well, this is how it all came about. There's a lot of facilities, uh, and, and this is show horses, race horses, everything, that they found out in order to make a better product of what they're doing, whether it's racing or showing or, you know, what have you, they have to make things available to the owners, you know, and to, to the, you know, everybody in the business. And what they started doing is they started having seminars at all these different equestrian facilities. And we're going to take, like, for example, uh, the next level of horse business uh, presents um, the uh, World Equestrian Center at, at Ocala. It's a seminar that they do. And so what they do is they've got uh, how to build a seven-figure riding school while still taking a vacation. Maggie Clancy Strides Riding Academy. And so what they do is they teach you how to build a working, you know, facility that's going to produce income and profit for you, you know, and you still can take a vacation. And what I like about it, it's not the point that you got to take a vacation. They tell you when to take a vacation. You know, because a lot of people get out there and they try to, they try to do, um, you know, too much and push it too long and they go sour and, and their business goes down. Um, and then we have, uh, heal from your past, be your best version today. Uh, it's a jazz neprofink, a neprofink, uh, equestrian mindset coach. So now she's helping you get, get the mind set right. You know, so that's that's what they're doing there. Um, you know, and, and it's just, you know, you got to think about these things. And, and it go, all goes back to like I was telling you, you got to make that daily list to find, to you know, go go by and, and follow it. You know, your daily schedule. You know, and this is one of the things that you can you can do. Uh, you know, you got a mindset coach, or you know, you get your mindset in the right right area. Um, then, you know, of course, you're talking about money all the time. Uh, we're talking about creating horse syndicates. Um, you know, from, uh, you, you get a good equestrian attorney and, and, you know, you build a horse syndicate so that you can race and, you know, and show and do whatever you need. Um, then there's a good, uh, this is the one I really like. You know, I need to go see this. Uh, you know, I need to take this course maybe two, three times over. It's called su- Success in equine media and what i like about that is is they tell you how to market your product uh you know what shows to go to uh you know what for example um you might have a horse show to go to and we'll say it's not a very big horse show you know it's not not a very big you know horse show it's not a, a lot of big time riders there just you know not much there but on the other hand, it's got the audience. It's got the people. You know, that's the ones that you want to go to. You, you go to those and, you know, you can help build your business. Uh, you know, you know, they tell you, take a box of new cards, uh, business cards with you when you go there because there's a lot of people there and, you know, that can help you. And the media is, is probably the most important part of what we do in the horse business. And everybody's always trying to figure it out. It's like with me. I'm trying to figure out how to get listeners. And I'm not doing a very good job of it. You know, but I'm not letting that set me back because the concept of what I'm doing with the website and the programming is is exactly what I want to do. It's it's per- perfect for me. And I can expand it into other things as I go and build for listeners. You know, or for, or for you know, television audience. Uh, what I do is we got everything that you can want that's really good in the horse industry. 
You got the Derby, the Preakness, the Belmont, the Breeders' Cup. You got harness racing. Uh, we've got sales all over the world. We've got some of the biggest horse shows that you can see all over the world. Uh, we've got the feed dealers. We've got transportation. We've got everything that you can need in the horse business. And what I like about it is, is the feed dealer covers all areas, all, all breeds. Uh, the transportation covers all areas and all breeds that we do. We have live racing. Uh, we have live horse shows on there. So I've got the formula right. Now it's time to start building, you know, the viewers. And how I do that is, you know, when I start doing press releases and it goes out to the Blood Horse magazine, which is the biggest magazine for thoroughbreds. You know, when I go out to Yousef uh, and FEI, biggest, uh, you know, magazines for, um, you know, the show horses. Harness Link, the biggest, uh, you know, uh, thing for uh, the standard breads. Uh, so when I start classic tipped in Ocala breeders, uh, you know, uh, those type of things, Keeneland sales, I got, got all those, you know, all those things there. And so now, you know, I'm to the point where it's good. You know, I, I've got the right feeling and I got the right, uh, things in line for, you know, any horseman, you know, not just a specific horseman, but any horseman would like to come to this site. Is what is you know what I wanted them to do, and so now we start getting in the small, the small horse shows, the small trainers, the small show people, you know, and we throw them up on a website with all the international and the biggest shows and biggest races in the world, you know. So now that 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 was my my biggest thing to do, is to get all that cover all the areas to you know, one way shape or form, um, you know, to do that. And so it looks like it's going to go good for us. I'm excited about it. Um, you know, the Derby prep races are coming. Uh, we're going to start being able to have some, you know, interactive with, uh, you know, like our um, Triple Crown tradition that we have, uh, you know, that's cooking. And that involves everybody, you know, and the family, uh, you know, of, of the horse industry. And you don't have to be, you know, 70 years old and, you know, giving out, you know, the recipes, you know, we've got a lot of young riders, especially like here at Delray and Sunshine Meadows. Uh, we've got a lot of young riders here that, you know, are constantly bringing in cookies and stuff that they make at home with their family, you know, that's really good. And so that's what I like about, you know, um, this program, uh, the Triple Crown uh, tradition. It's got everything and everybody there, and it's got it for all ages and everybody. Um, you know, we have things on there like, like I said, the 60-minute program. And it tells you the, the, the truth about the horse industry and what they're doing. Uh, you know, we've got the equestrian uh, of the week. Uh, it tells you uh, about people like uh, Jessica, Jessica Springsteen and, and all, all the different people there. Um, you know, we've got uh, so many things from Qatar, the National Arabian Show, which you, we don't see here in the United States very much. You know, so that, that's basically what we're trying to do. And, you know, we're trying to get everybody interested into it. And, and you know, all it takes uh, is, uh, you know, a quick look at our website. And you see what we have. and You can tell me what you'd like to see. Uh, we, we had real good success uh, last year on the website. With, we had a lot of equestrian movies, uh, you know, from Secretariat down to, you know, a, a little pony you know, that we do. So... But, um, you know, that's what I'm trying to do here with, um, you know, with International Equine Network. It truly is international. Uh, you know, uh, we don't, we don't let the, the big, uh, the big shows or the big races override all the other stuff that we're doing here. Um, you know, we do that. Um, you know, so it's, it's fun. I'm having fun of it, you know, and, uh, I don't play golf. I'm too old to, to jog. Uh, so, you know, it's working good for me and I, I'm happy, you know, now I just, uh, like to get some happy, um, listeners and viewers out there and, and work with some people and see what happens and kind of go from there. So I'm glad everybody uh, had a good Thanksgiving week. Uh, be mindful of, of the holiday season. Uh, don't let it end on January 1st. 
uh, keep on going and keep that holiday spirit good with everybody out there year round. Uh, be sure you say a how do or hey there, you know, to people that uh, are around you, you know, and, um, you know, hope you have a, a good, good, good holiday season. So we look forward to talking to you next week, and we're going to find out how many of those horses we're going to eliminate to the Derby and the Kentucky Jockey Club on Saturday. I'm telling you, there's going to be like eight or nine of them, maybe even more. So next Friday, 2 o'clock Eastern Time, International Equine Report.